Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. You're listening to The Best of Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. It's touchdown. Touchdown in Vegas, and the man on the line is uh, is the one and only Andrew Voss. Fossey, come in. Uh, good morning, boys. Yeah, just having a little cup of coffee here with uh, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, just reuniting Ocean's <laughs> 13. Going uh, to redo Ocean's 13 as a rugby league film. I've got this idea. I'm just running it past them now. All the heavy hitters uh, in Vegas. Uh, how, was the, how was the flight? How, how, long have you been, how long have you been um, on land in Vegas? Uh, well, really a matter of hours. Um, yeah, no, terrific flight. Uh, if you talk about the vibe, first of all, I'll go back to Sydney Airport yesterday around lunchtime. Uh, a lot of flights, This my, my flight, great direct to Vegas, a lot of flights to LA, all rugby league supporters in the airport. You know, every, mm. every jumper, not just the jerseys of the teams playing uh, on uh, Sunday were represented at the airport. They're all making their way here. It is like some sort of crusade. Uh, on my particular flight, um, Peter Volandis, Andrew Abdo, the Fox League crew, and a whole bunch of supporters. Um, so it was a you know a really happy flight, excited flight. This is incredible territory. And then of course, uh, when I talk about the Fox League crew, there were the likes of um, Brian Fletcher. Mm. Am I allowed to sort Please. of pull back the curtains and no, tell yeah, you pull the, the curtains sense? right yes. back, open up? Yeah. Yeah, well, it's been a while since I've been off flown international Qantas, but they still do the grey pyjamas, you know, like the, if yeah. you can imagine Guantanamo Bay, but they do the grey jammies. Fletch was in the jammies um, even before takeoff. <laughs> he'd, he'd, he'd rid himself of whatever clothes he was wearing. Yep. He was getting comfortable. Um, he had, at one stage, he had the Elvis glasses on as well. Um, Brian Fletcher. Planet Fletcher would be an interesting place to live. He was having fun from the moment he got on the plane. I don't know what sleep he had. Um, I, I, I pumped out a few Zs, so I'm not quite sure if he was awake the whole time. But never once does he look stressed. <laughs> he is he is the perfect traveller, Brian he's, Fletcher. He's a happy happy big thing, he isn't he? Is. He is. Uh, very it, happy. Would Fletch be a busy man over there in Vegas? I imagine his itinerary <laughs> would be pretty packed. <laughs> I'm looking at it. <laughs> James, what a lovely, lovely setup. Yeah, now we all have our schedules. So myself and Lara Pitt, we're filming the fans. So I'm getting all around Vegas. This is my first time in Vegas, boys. So, you know, coming out from the airport, let me tell you, from the airport, past two billboards, giant NRL advertising. How good is nice. that? Yes. Um, as you come from the airport, we're way down the southern end of the strip where we're staying. Resorts World, where the players are, is right down the southern end. Let's say, if anyone knows the area, to walk to Bellagio, 
um, you know, great landmark of the strip, mm. would take the players about 45 minutes. Oh, mm. right. So that's how far down the strip yep. um, uh, the resort's world is. But yep. And then Allegiant Stadium is way up the other end as well, the ground which I'll, I'll take a visit to tonight. But back to your original question, uh, the answer is how busy is your schedule? Uh, the answer, James, is... Not very. <laughs> so, Fletch. I'm trying to find it. Not very for Fletch, no. So, Vossi, you've arrived in daylight hours because if you, you, you've never yep. been to Vegas before. It's Vegas ah. only. Vegas looks great at night. It does. Like, mm. it's, it's, a, it's a completely different looking place when the sun goes down. And, and, and well, well, I, not just looking. I passed this... I passed the sphere on the way to the... Um, Have you sorted uh, that? ...to the hotel. But, but from ground level, I wasn't quite sure what they were displaying there you're surrounded by mountains and and the thing about it you're in the desert i guess the temperature when i landed i think they said was 11 degrees so sort of southern highlands weather um but there is there's a bit of snow on the mountains like around ah. vegas um so it is obviously going to get very cold at night you know get down close enough to one or two degrees but mm. uh, i'm told monday and tuesday if there is a quiet day that's it because uh, some of the shows have the monday and tuesday off but Wednesday through Sunday, everything's absolutely kicking. Um, it, on what I've seen, it's an incredible place. You know, it's you're surrounded well, by it's a mountains place and like desert. Not, it's it's there's nowhere else like it yeah. in the world. It's it's no. it's unique. Uh, and I'm, I'm told, would it be as many as half a million people work just in that sort of entertainment sector to mm. to keep this thing going so it's um does it have a soul i'm yet to know i'll i'll get that impression over the next few days but what i do know is there are a hell of a lot of australians over here going to have one hell of a time um in leading up to the game on sunday i'll make the call right now anyone listening um put it on your bucket list we're locked in for the next five years plan which year you want to come and, and you know get your leave in at work and arrange for your kids or your Just lost him there for a second. I've got to ask him. So he was talking about potentially getting some U uh, two sphere he was. action in. So so he so he he investigated that. Seven hundred bucks are the cheapest, cheapest tickets. I cheapest think. tickets were yep seven hundred. I was uh, talking to uh, Maddie and Trish. We're going to go along to the the sphere to see a bit of U two action as well. You'd, um, have, you'd have to go. You have like to if, you, if you're in Vegas. You'd have because it's so they they just announced this unique. week the first sporting event in the sphere is going to be UFC 302 or whatever, the big pay-per-view UFC event in the Sphere. Ooh, okay. Yeah, that'll be interesting. He, Vossi's back on the line. Vossi, Sphere action. When are you, when are you off to see you too? Well, well, I don't know. Well, I haven't got tickets yet because I was just going to uh, let the dust settle. Okay. But, uh, yeah, so the information that I did find. So Saturday night, Vegas time, as in the Sunday where the – uh, you know, Australian time where the rugby league is. Is there last night of that residency? Mm. Um, so, uh, yeah, do I do I chase up cheaper tickets? Is that possible here? Do I trust? Mm. Do I, I don't know, James. You're the master of this place. I haven't seen any street performers yet, um, so Speak I'm clear. not looking for them. Hey, but, Vossi, uh, people, people weren't I, listening I to us on Friday, so both the Hello Sport Boys and Cooper Johns have already been dusted by the slot machine at the airport. Did You, you didn't oh. jump on the slots, did you? No, it was incredibly quiet at the airport. I mm. got through, no bag check. I've nope. never been to an airport international and no bag check. Just went straight through. Got scanned passport, 
see you later. Have a nice time. So they didn't know that Brian Fletcher was on that flight then. <laughs> no, no, and, and and had some and had some uh, Rose, you know, Eastern Rosellas in his bag. No, they didn't <laughs> um, know that. It's hard to avoid the poker machines from the hotel I'm staying at. Reception, I say, where's the guest lift? Oh, they're around there through the casino. You've got to walk through the casino to get to the guest lifts. It's almost like they want you to uh, drop some, you know, have a slap while you're yeah. <laughs> taking your bags upstairs. But yes. no, there's plenty of time to try and fit all that in. Um, but today's very much rugby league mode. Uh, I'll be heading out to Allegiant Stadium later today. Aaron Woods is going to give, um, give view, uh, Fox League viewers a little tour of Resorts World and the Manly Camp, so get into the rooms. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we're filming that today, um, all part of the you know Fox League build-up, the 360 live shows, Matty Johns, the fan, and then both games exclusive you know, on, on Sunday, or certainly the season opener yep. exclusive to Fox League on Sunday, Manly and Souths. Uh, Vossi, I, I saw Luke Keery on the news last night, and in, his, in his, one of his answers, he sort of said, well, I, I think we're having a captain's run on the stadium, but he... he Obviously, wasn't sure. Do you, do you know if the teams are having a run on the stadium? Look, the the best I'd heard, um, and that and and we heard from Jason Demetrio last week, was that they at the very least get a walk around to, I, I guess, sort of acclimatise themselves and get a real feel yep. of the dimensions of the ground. One, uh, you know, it's one thing to measure it out down at the South Sydney Centre of Excellence and the other clubs at their grounds. But to actually experience it with the with the grandstand seating in, and you, you know, try and get your bearings. In, in particular, Brandy for kickers, quite obviously, um, that's an experience that all four teams will get. Will they actually run the ball around? I don't know whether they will fit into the schedule of uh, what they've got, but we'll we'll find out later in the week. It would be unfair, wouldn't it, if 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 one of the one. four or two yes. of the four mm-hmm. didn't get to experience it. Mm-hmm. So you've got to fit all four clubs in, and I don't know whether that's going to happen. Mm. All right, Vossi, enjoy the week. Make sure you get along to the sphere. Remember, watch out for those slot machines in grocery stores. Don't talk to street performers and stay away from the guys selling <laughs> VIP tickets to nightclubs and strip clubs. And the hard liquor. Stay off the hard <laughs> liquor. <laughs> Got see, it, boys. See you, Andrew. Howdy doody. Goodbye. Bye-bye. We are here for Brighton's Lawyers. Unable to work due to injury or illness, contact Brighton's Lawyers. In a moment... We'll take a walk down memory lane. Stay with us on the home of sport in Sydney, SCN 1170 AM. You're listening to The Best of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. And now on Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy, the back page with David Riccio. Uh, morning, David. Uh, we've just caught up with Vossie from Vegas. You are still in um, San Diego. Yeah, good morning, boys. Yeah, I'm still here in San Diego with the South Sydney Rabbitohs. Uh, uh, do I sound drunk? Hopefully not. No, no. you're sounding good. Yeah, you, you're sounding yeah, you're good. sounding okay. Yeah, we'll, good. We'll, no. we'll 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 wait. We'll, I was we'll, a little bit con- little we'll, bit concerned. Yeah, we'll judge the, that uh, at previous, the end of the uh, previous, at the end of the uh, interview. Text message. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, what can you tell us about yeah. South? They've they've picked their team. Yeah, they have, uh, Brandy. And look, today uh, they have just completed their final session of what will be their preparation in San Diego. The South Sydney Rabbitohs will jump on a plane tomorrow to Las Vegas. And it was their, probably, I would say it was their most rigorous session. Uh, absolutely. Um, they've been training out of the universe, uh, California, University of California, San Diego. Um, and it was their most rigorous session. The most impressive thing of all is that Cody Walker join the main training group for the first time. We spoke yesterday, guys, about as far as Walker's 
um, gradual increase in loads and, and, and pressure on that calf. And, uh, again, today was easily his biggest and best session. He only had two more sessions to get through, one being one more run in Las Vegas and then a captain's run. And Cody Walker will be suiting up at Allegiant Stadium. From everything I saw today, he'll be there. Um, and, and that'll be the end of South Sydney's preparation. As I said, they'll, they'll join the other three teams in Las Vegas tomorrow for when, what I expect, guys, for the, the promotion and the hype to really uh, crank up uh, for the locals on the ground in Las Vegas because there's a whole range of PR and, and press opportunities uh, that will be undertaken uh, over the next 48, 72 hours in the countdown to kick off. Our first teamless Tuesday of the year yesterday, Dave. I just want to ask you firstly about South. Three names that, that popped out at me. Firstly, Jacob Gagai is going to make his debut on the wing for South. Secondly, Talis Duncan misses the 17 altogether. I'm a little surprised by that. And the third one I wanted to ask about was Peter Memazoulis. Now, he extended, I think, another three years just earlier this, uh, this year. He misses the team altogether. He must be a very patient man. Mm. Yeah, Michelle, you, you mentioned three good names. And, and I must say, in all my conversations with head coach Jason Demetrio, his biggest dilemma, you could say, was trying to pick his bench. Uh, Shaq Mitchell's another one who brings a big body. Uh, he's impressed hugely within the Bunnies in a sanctum with his preseason, and he is in the extended reserves as well. Um, and, and really, as I said, Demetrio's decision on his bench was uh, was was uh, um, probably his biggest call. And I think the inclusion of someone like a Saliva Havili for South Sydney, it provides the Bunnies with options. And, and we know Havili can play 13, 9. He could potentially play in the back row if, if required. And it's something that we spoke about yesterday, guys, and how this game will be played on the smaller and tighter Allegiant Stadium than what normal NRL games are played on, and uh, very much a focus is uh, focus of a power game through the middle. And yeah, you know, someone like Saliba Havili uh, can come on. Um, Damien Cook guys has a trial this preseason, and so he also he'll also provide cover for Damien Cook. That was one. Um, tell us, Duncan. I, I'm with you, Missile. He's hugely talented player, but and and he's, and. and there's absolutely no injury concern whatsoever. He's been training well. Uh, he could easily easily feel hard done by because uh, I'm with you. He's a, he's a huge talent. But maybe that's an indication, guys. Maybe those names that you mentioned, Missile, is the greatest indication yet that South Sydney have got some serious depth this year. They've got some mm. serious depth that when the, the origin period hits, when that when the when the crunch time comes for the bunnies, that they will have plenty of good cover to come through. Mm. Uh, Jack White not there, um, suspended. Uh, Campbell Graham not there for six months. Mightn't be there at all this year. Uh, David, I, I don't know w- mm. when they're looking for for Campbell to come back into the side, which leaves them uh, pretty skinny uh, in their three quarters. But uh, yeah. Gagai, Jacob Gagai, uh, to make his debut at twenty eight. Yeah, well, it's a great story, guys. Like, seriously, put it into context. This kid's waited... He's not a kid. He's 28 years of age, as you said, Randy. Like, he has waited so long, so long for this opportunity. And the opportunity comes in one of the most historic occasions that the NRL have ever experienced by running out onto Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas, making his debut in the US. 
what an occasion. Um, I can tell you that Dane Gagai, his older brother, has been attempting to do everything possible to convince Newcastle Knights officials to let him go and get he get to Las Vegas in time for kickoff. My understanding is that's unlikely to happen on the basis that the Knights play the following Thursday from Sunday mm. afternoon's Vegas kickoff. It's just too tight, too tight a turnaround for, for Dane to get back and be ready for that Knights opening round clash. Um, his mum and dad will be here. Uh, he gets his opportunity, as you said, Brandy. The, you know the dominoes have fallen his way due to injury and suspension of, of those those other uh, first choice outside backs. But uh, wow, I, I reckon. It, like honestly, I can't recall a more uh, extraordinary way to make your debut than, than than being here in Las Vegas at 28 years of age. It makes him, guys. It makes him the second oldest bunny in NRL history to make his NRL debut. Very exciting for young Jacob Gago, or not so young Jacob Gago. Hey, you spoke about depth for the Bunnies uh, after these Teamless Tuesday announcements. Talking about depth, I'm going to give you three names, Dave, that have completely missed the 17 for the Roosters. Angus Crichton, Egan Butcher, and Connor Watson. Holy depth. And that's not including Jaraburi Hargraves, uh, still to come back into that four pack. And Dom Dom Young. Young. Yep, not playing. Are you surprised by those omissions, Dave? Yeah, look, I am surprised on the Angus Crichton front, guys, because, yeah, all the noise that I've been receiving out of the Roosters preseason is how impressive Angus has trained and applied himself. We know he had a checkered year last year, uh, and, and, and he is off contract, guys. And there's all talks that he's off to either um, Australian rugby uh, with, an, with an Australian rugby franchise or heading overseas at the end of this year. Nothing is confirmed as yet. And, and, and there are, there, in saying that, there is some talk that Angus wants to have a big, a big year to try and stick around at the Sydney Roosters beyond this season. So I, I was a little bit surprised. But, geez, you know, Spencer Lenny's got to be there, doesn't he, guys? Like, he, he just, he, it doesn't matter the fact that he's never played a game for the Roosters. He just walks into that Roosters pack as far as I'm concerned on, on what he achieved at the Panthers. But, Again, miss all those three names you mentioned. It speaks to where your footy team needs to be to go to go all the way this year. And both the Roosters and Rabbitohs are in pretty good positions when they're leaving players like that out of their side. Mm. Uh, a couple of other names that missed the missed the boat too, and there was a lot of chat over the summer uh, in regards to the Broncos uh, with the Selwyn Cobbo, no Herbie Farnworth, who's uh, gone to the Dolphins. Selwyn Cobbo moved into the centres, Dave. Uh, so there was a wing spot up for grabs. Mm. Corey Oates, Dean Mariner. Dean Mariner has won the uh, won the battle for the early round. Yeah, yeah, and 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 yeah, you guys uh, following rugby league closely would know that Dean Mariner has been a name on. He's been a name in everyone's little black book for a number of years now. He's a hugely talented player, and and and. In the, in the in the departure of Herbie Farmworth, this is a player that needs to step up for the Broncos because a lot of you know a lot of the good judges have got the Broncos going deep into the finals and potentially going all the way this year. Will players like Dean Mariner have to step up and make a name for himself if the Broncos are to do it? They're, my concern for the Bronx guys is is the um, is the is the departure of of their left side and and Herbie's a big part of that. Kurt Capel's a big part of that. And it's not easy to form ready-made combinations of a, 
of a structure that was previously so successful to, to start again. And that's largely what the Broncos are going to be doing. Mm. And, and if there's one little chink in this Broncos armour, I, I think it's that, that we're seeing it'll be a very much new look left side and, and that can take time. And, and teams will absolutely go after that side of, of the Broncos, no doubt in the world. Uh, I know the Roosters will this Sunday. And, and for me, I'm, I can't wait to see how those combinations unfold because they're, as far as I'm concerned, Kurt Capel's you know, out-and-out NRL-proven big-game player, experience you can't, you can't replace. And Herbie Farmworth's one of the best outside backs in the game. Mm. Uh, could be their downfall, but also could be very good for them. I, I was so impressed with Brendan Piakura uh, yep. against the Cowboys. Yep. Um, I, I, I think he could be something special. David, he was his his whole running, um, yep. his ability to find space while the ball was coming to him. I, I just I, I was I was taken aback. I went, wow, th- he can play. This is this is a really good footballer. Whether defensively, uh, whether it's you know up to what Capel did in, in effort areas, I'm not sure yet. Jury's out. But if you combine that sort of form and ability along with Selwyn Cobbo, who we, we know Selwyn could be anything. Uh, if he can make, and I've heard good things about Selwyn over the summer. If Selwyn uh, has his head on straight and we see the best of him and the potential is uh, realised, it, it might the left side could be their downfall, but it, it well could be what makes the differences with the talent they've got. It's, uh, it's a, an abundance of riches for the Brisbane Broncos. Not a bad position to be in, boys, is it? No, not bad at all. Um, Manly. Uh, Manly. Well, let's let's have a quick look at Manly. Uh, Jackson Paulo comes onto the wing. New signing. Luke Brooks at 5'8". Uh, Corey Waddell, Nathan Brown, um, also new to the team. Um, but, you know, we'll be looking to the mainstays, DCE and uh, and Tom Trebojevic and... Tommy hasn't played since he's since he did his peck in Origin. Yeah, so it's he hasn't another at all. long spell. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, and and for me, guys, and Brandy, you'd be best served to talk about this. I just can't wait to see how Luke Brooks goes. And this has just been, you know, Luke Brooks's career has been maligned, um, and it has been under the spotlight for so long at the West Tigers. Here he is with this new fresh opportunity alongside one of the great half halved in the game in Daily Cherry Evans. Does it click on Sunday? Does it click immediately? What does the combination look playing out the back for Turbo? You're listening to the best of breakfast with Vossi and Brandy. It's do or die for the Sydney Kings tonight when they take on the New Zealand Breakers in the NBL play-in qualifier. 7.30 tonight at Kudos Bank Arena. Still seats available, so get your tickets from Ticket Tech and let's cheer on the Sydney Kings. The Kings owner, Paul Smith, is on the line. Morning, Paul. Morning, James. Morning, Brandy. Hey, game day, Paul. How are the nerves? Mate, all good. All good. Pressures for tyres, mate. Don't worry, mate. (laughs) (laughs) There's a saying, pressures for tyres. I like it. This is a bit of new ground for you guys. You're the back-to-back champions. This sudden death game, a new experience. Yeah, yeah, a little bit, a little bit. Well, look, you know, you, you like you don't mind sudden death games when you're, they're coming at the end of a series like Correct. we had last season against Cairns and New Zealand where we won on third game and final game on the fifth game against New Zealand. But, um, yeah, look, this is a tough one. Uh, I hope we do a bit more doing than dying tonight. But, um, 
you know, hope's not a strategy. We've just got to rip into it and uh, get on with it. But I, look, I think it's, it is what it is. You know, we, we landed where we landed. We landed on fifth. We're happy for the fact we're hosting this game instead of playing in New Zealand. So that's a bit of an advantage for us, for sure. But yeah, it's, a, it's, it's all the marbles are on the table tonight. That's for sure. Um, I, I, I saw when, when, they, when the top six was finalised and the players got together, the captains uh, had a big photo shoot and Scotty Pippen was there as part of it. And they asked Scotty Pippen who was going to win. And he said, well, I think, I think the Kings are perfectly placed. They're, they're making a run at the right time. Does Scotty Pippen know, is he, is he across things enough to be, uh, and I thought, oh, okay, well, that'll do me. If Scotty Pippen's going the Kings, I'm, I think the Kings can do it again for their third time. Mate, the bloke's got six rings. He, he's, he's a genius. <laughs> I think. Uh, no, look, I, look I, I really appreciate the, the uh, Scotty support there. But you know, look, it's funny. I, I said I've said probably six weeks ago before I knew we were going to where we were going to land. I was talking to one of the other owners of another team, and I said, "Mate, would anyone to win this this thing this year? It's all over the shop." Um, I can see a scenario emerging where a team coming out of fifth or sixth could win the championship, and I'm not. I'm not fanboying the Kings. I'm simply saying that mm. it's that wide open. And when you consider the fact we've we've had a little bit of a lull, we've come through this what they call a fever break where the boomers play and all the teams around the world play. Uh, the, the NBA keeps going, but all the other leagues around the world take a pause. The way it's going to play out is the top two teams, Melbourne and um, and Perth, they won't have played for three weeks before they come back into their next 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 semi final game. So there's, you know, the teams that are coming through this rapid charge or this play-in or whatever you want to call it, it's, uh, it gives you a little bit of chance to get a bit ahead of steam up, you know, mm. get some match, match ready to go into a, into a finals playoff like that. You know, and they're only, and the semi, the first round of semis are only three-game series. So you only got to punch someone in the mouth on the road and suddenly you're a, you're a chance, you know. So it's, uh, it's pretty well poised and, uh, you know, look, I'd love to see the Hawks get over the top of Tasmania. This afternoon, they're playing at five o'clock, I think, or something like that, down in, down in Hobart. And if the Hawks get over them, then, then if we get over New Zealand, then we'll be taking on Tasmania next Monday night. But that's the plan, at least, is to keep rolling, keep it moving. Um, we just spoke about the fact that there, there mightn't be an NRL coach uh, lose his position this year. Um, how's Mac Mood gone this year? And uh, I know he's under contract next year. Is it, uh, yeah. gonna, is it all plain sailing, Paul? Oh, look, mate, this is coaching. This is sport. It's never plain sailing. Um, you know, we've struck some heavy weather. You know, we've been bobbing around a little bit. Um, you know, it's McMood's first season in the NBL. A uh, lot of learning, you know, in that way, and we expected that. Um, you know, the team is definitely underperformed. There's a lot of factors involved in that. And obviously, we'll review everything at the end of the season. Um, and we'll get to that point when we get there. And hopefully, that's a little bit of ways for us still so we, we sit down and have those reviews, but yeah, look, it's uh, it is what it is. This is the this is the nature of sport, and particularly basketball, where it's a you know it's it's a knife edge all the time. You're only you're only a millimeter away from a championship, and you know, or away from a, a bad result for a night. So, and tonight's a classic example of that, where we you know this is it. This is, this, we've got 40 minutes to go and see what we get to. What's the game plan to take down the Breakers tonight? Have you fared against them so far this season? Well, we've done pretty well. We've 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 we played played them three times this year. We've won twice this season, I should say. We've won twice. We've got a we've got a pretty solid track record against them. They're a tough matchup. There's no doubt about that. Uh, they're not a team you want to cop in a in a playoff like this. Um, you know, they're physical. They you know they 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 play hard at both ends of the court. You know, they've had some injuries. We've had some injuries. So we're sort of evening out on that basis. And so, yeah, it's not going to be fun for us. But we sort of know what we're getting and. 
you know, they've, they're coming in. They can be very dangerous from the outside. And, you know, they, they've got some big bodies and get inside as well. So, you know, it's going to be a tough matchup. But, you know, it's really, it's, it's, not, it's about how we play, not how they play, I think. And I think that's, the, that's the, the catch cry for us right now is we've just got to turn up. And we, know we, and we saw that in the last round of the season when we absolutely tailed down southeast Melbourne and set a record score in a record winning margin in the NBL. You know, when we get going and we can get the lid off the rim, you know, we can we can score, we can we can beat anyone. And so I think it's really about, you know, our offense clicking and, and making sure we stay down on defense and you know, I think, you know, we should be okay. But uh, you know, as I said, it's a you know, New Zealand are a tough, tough matchup for us for sure. Expecting a big home crowd tonight to get the boys home? Yeah, look, it's a solid crowd. It's a Wednesday night and uh this is a new concept really for us. It's the first time we've played in a playing game of this nature, um, coming around and bit of the Taylor Swift factor. I think everyone's exhausted. I, yeah. I went to the No Bull Tour last night. I saw that many people with bracelets on. I thought it was oh. nude. I didn't have, a, didn't have a friendship bracelet. I don't know what's going on there. So it was big men, small men, big women, little women, everyone had them on. It was amazing. On Breakfast with Vossi and Brandy, Wednesday's Seven Tackle Set. Alrighty. First tackle, is that what we call it? First hit up, whatever yeah, first, it is. Uh, first with, hit up. With the level of violence in the PNG Brandy, uh, do you think handing them the 18th NRL license will be a disaster? Um, oh, look, I, I've I've had a chat on this already, and I, I remember when we spoke to Anthony Albanese uh, very early in the piece, and he said that they, he wants a, a, a franchise up there. I've always thought that we should go to Perth first. I, I think that was a market we should never have walked away from, and uh, the level of violence I think makes it well almost impossible to have a team based out. Of PNG, they're talking about North Queensland basing it, but that doesn't really make it a PNG team. Alrighty, uh, okay. Here we go. You're up next. The West yes. Tigers will pick up their third wooden spoon in a row this season. Okay, West Tigers fans, turn off your dial now. I had St George as as my wooden spoon as Brandy, but after the trial and the weekend, St George actually really impressed me, and the Tigers worried me. I just hope they give Benji Marshall more than 12 months in the head coach's role, but. But crystal ball, I can see another wooden spoon in their future. All right, Brandy. Travelling across to England for the World Club Challenge isn't worth the effort for the NRL Premiers. Well, after the weekend, you would say yes, but I'm a, I'm a no. No, look, it, it's it's all about, I, I think, the experience that teams get travelling over there and spending 10 days in England and playing the best of the Super League uh, is invaluable experience. Whether... Whether you come away with the win or not, and whether it's frustrating because you know when you go there that you're not going to get the, the calls. The 50-50 calls will go against you, even though yep. that was a bit less than a 50-50 call they made <laughs> on the weekend. Uh, but no, still, let's keep doing it. All right. Uh, James, test cricket is just as interesting in February as it is in December and January. I'm, I'm, I'll All be right. fascinated to hear your view on this. <laughs> You've hit me with the wrong question here. For, for me, Brandy, no, I'm all NRL now. Uh, Vegas starting this weekend, I'm all in on the NRL. The cricket for me plays a distant, distant second. So enough cricket for me. On to bigger and better things, which is God's game, NRL. You might have given a different answer there. Well, I, I would. I'd yeah. gi- give a different answer on that. But uh, go on. You All ask right. me a question. Cricket Australia will remove Steve Smith from the top of the order by this summer. Oh, I, I, oh, 
No, I don't think they will. I think Steve Smith, Steve Smith is one of our, our best batsmen uh, in the history. I know he's getting, a, he's starting to get towards the end of his career and it seems a strange thing to be taking on a new challenge uh, at this time of his career. But I think Steve Smith will get some runs in New Zealand. That'll take some heat off him. We've got some big test matches coming up this year against mm. India. I think Steve Smith will still be opening through 2024. Okay. Yeah. Um, James, uh, do you think we can get through another NRL season without losing a coach, without okay. a coach getting sacked? Brandy, I, I think we can. Maybe for the first time in a very long time. I think the three coaches who would be most under pressure based off last year's ladder would be Shane Flanagan, Benji Marshall, and Cameron Serraldo. All three newly appointed. Serraldo being there the longest, but with long-ish contracts. I think we could get a full season without seeing an NRL coach sacked. Maybe the two mm. under the most pressure are Brad Arthur and a Jason Demetrio. I agree. I agree. Brendy, Avossi will chen out his inner Doug from the hangover and go missing for 24 hours in Las Vegas. Well, you know, that's no chance of happening. The Voss man is just, just too straight, too straight a shooter. I, he, won't, he won't have a sip of anything stronger than cordial over there. So <laughs> there's no chance of him experimenting with anything else. I know we spoke about the streets of Vegas smelling of weed. Yes. He won't be touching that. There'll be no gummy bears, no cookies. No sneaking over to Mr. Whippy Ban and, and ha- taking a little toke of a... Vossie <laughs> <laughs> no, won't do any of that. Straighty 180, Vossie. All right, that's our seven tackles set. You're listening to The Best of Breakfast with Vossie and Brandy. Good morning, Brandy. Morning, James. Uh, fantastic to be here and um, looking forward to the show today. And I'm a Wednesday man this year. Um you did yes. Wednesdays last year. I'm a Wednesday man, and I'm the thing about Wednesdays that I'm looking forward to, and we had our first teams fall yesterday afternoon, is, is talking about Teamless Tuesday. So mm. off the back of what happens on Tuesday afternoon where sides uh, name their teams for the round, and we had our first drop lot yesterday afternoon for those sides that are in Vegas. And, you know, we've had... We've had warm-ups during the preseason challenge, yes. but the, you're not playing for two points. Yes. So this is the first uh, chance we have to chat about the teams that dropped yesterday afternoon. A couple of curly ones in there. Few, few that not many. Like you, you kept look. I kept looking at um, predicted teams for round one. Yeah. And uh, the experts naming their teams. Yep. And yeah. So yep. there was a there was a number of players that didn't make it. A mm-hmm. uh, couple of couple of strange ones. No, well, not strange. Just couple of roosters that aren't there. The Butcher Brothers. Well, Egan Butcher's not even in the 17. Nat Butcher's on the bench. Angus Crichton didn't make the team. Very surprising. Um, so um, we'll go through that. We'll, we'll, we'll look through all the teams. Um, we've got a big show. We've got the Kings boss joining us because the Kings are in action tonight against the New Zealand Breakers. And uh, we'll talk to Paul Smith about their chances of uh, advancing. Um, you, you did some training yesterday. Yep. So a bit of bit of swimming. So I've I've started to introduce swimming back into into my program, Brandy. So I, w- I was running quite a bit. I did the city to surf last year. I was thinking about doing a half marathon this year actually, but obviously change of events, change of plans this year. So I'm I'm back in the pool and doing a bit of swimming. Um, and I was down there at the Allianz Stadium pool yesterday, mm-hmm. um, swimming some laps. I did the um, the steam room, the ice bars, threw some weights around. 
nice little uh, little R&R day, it feels like, for me to do that stuff instead of doing any work. Is the, um, is the, the stadium gym a busy gym? And Very busy. Bu- and busy pool? Busy gym. Pool wasn't too busy because it was sprinkling rain yesterday, so that generally keeps the crowds away. So for me, that they're the best days to swim when it's a bit rainy, a bit overcast because people are staying away from the pool. So is that the pool you will train in? You'll, you'll continue to use that um, pool? Good question. I, I will use it uh, a bit. The other thing, I, I need to find a training partner, a bit of a sparring partner, just to know where I'm at. So if anyone out there listening uh, fancies their chances over 50 metres... Oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. If you want to be my training partner, I'm 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 a bit of a swimmer. I, <laughs> okay, I was a swimmer back in my day. Yeah, nice. Fifty meter man. Never, yeah, nice. Never, That's I all I trained. need. That's all I, I never need. trained. Yeah. Um, t- uh, low twenty seven. Low twenty seven. That's pretty good. That's handy. Yeah, that's handy. But that's 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 thirty years ago. Okay. So, but I did do some swimming over the summer. So I did. I I do like swimming. Yeah, you know, I'm not a great long distance swimmer, mm. so I'm generally what I do. I swim like I run. I go yep. f- go hard. Yeah, I do a fast fifty. Mm. Then then I start off by walking fifty. Yeah, and then go hard yep. fifty. So I, I so, but the pool, the pool, the swimmers in the pool, which yes. got me. And obviously there is regulars, reg- people that swim regularly. Boy, there's some etiquette and there's some rude people. In pools, there is, there is. You you get your rusted on regulars that you see down at the pool every day, and well, essentially they think they own the place. Exactly. Yeah. Ex- exactly. So if you're a newcomer, I guess it's like anything. Like you hear about surfing, if if you're not part very of that localized. surf, yet very mm. localized. If you if you crash in on a couple, of, you know, locals, <laughs> and it's their wave. <laughs> not good. Way it's their wave. It's yeah. like the, but the pools like that. The pools like that. I've. I often have people ask me, how do you, how do you go at a, a public swimming pool? But there is an etiquette where, you know, you've got the lanes that says fast lane, slow lane, medium lane, all, all that sort of jazz. What I think they should do is just put a little, uh, below below where it says fast, put a little time. Mm. You know, you have to be able to swim under 30 seconds to go on the fast, something like that. But uh, I had my mate down at the pool the other day and I was swimming some laps and he was just sort of plodding and he was getting some videos for me of some technique and stuff so I could look back and see. How are you, how are you stroking it? Feeling pretty good. Swimming better than, better than I expected. Um, anyway, he said while I was swimming, he said four or five occasions, someone came and hopped in my lane and went to push off and then saw me swimming back in and went, ah, maybe not on the fast <laughs> lane today <laughs> and, and exited the pool uh, or exited my lane. So that, that helps that that etiquette exists. So is there, would there be people there that uh, overestimate just how good a swimmer they 100%, are? Hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. So, so while we're talking uh, swimming fast, it always baffled me uh, when when they were t- big meetings, like international meetings. And yes. They go, oh, this is a fast pool. Yeah, and yeah, go, yeah. Well, it's 50, <laughs> 50 meters. There's water in it's it. It's H two O. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What, what is what is the fast pool term, and does it hold any weight? There's a couple of different things, and it's become more pertinent with uh, with time. So the first one is the sides of the pool. So if the pool has basically a step on the side where it steps down to to the pool, the water will hit the step and ricochet back into the middle of the pool, therefore creating a wavy pool. Right. So that's a slow pool. So you need the infinity edges 
no, 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 no pool these days, like racing pool, would have the old. Gutter, not anymore. The, the old gutter, yeah, concrete not, gutter. Not anymore. Not no. anymore. So they've got rid of that. But a lot of those pools that were built sort of post-war period, the, a lot of the country pools, a lot of your suburban pools do have that. Mm. Uh, the next one is uh, the, the filtration system. So some filtration systems, for whatever reason, seem to cause a very, very minuscule whirlpool around that 50 meters. So sometimes I've seen at a, at a world champs once, they didn't get the filtration system right. And lane eight was super fast on one lap and lane one was super fast on the other lap. Ooh. Affected the middle of the pool less, but around that outside of the pool where the filtration system was, yep. the first lap of every race, lane eight seemed to be turning first. Right. And on the way back, lane one was getting a bit of advantage. And then the other one is what the pool's made out of. So ideally, built-in tiled pools are preferable to like a so for the Commonwealth Games they did a drop-in pool in Melbourne in Rod Laver Arena, mm-hmm. and it was sort of I don't know how to ext- explain it soft a soft material and then they sort of um, block out around it, but it's not a, a proper tiled pool. Um, you want the tiled pools. I think it's mostly mental because as you're swimming fast over the tiles, you see them rushing below you mm-hmm. and you feel like you're swimming fast. Where if there's no tiles, it's just that solid one piece of plastic right feels like you're not really moving yeah okay so mm. it's, it could be mental a lot of it's mental so, yeah so the fast pool uh commentary might have been transitioned from the old block pool that they built after the war yeah to the then pools were starting to change i reckon when they were first days. starting some swimmers were like oh this is a fast pool yep and then didn't I, have the sides the i don't water. i don't think you could go to a world champs or an olympics and go oh slow pool mm-hmm I can't think of the last time I swam in a pool where we thought it was slow. Maybe Delhi. Yeah, okay. Delhi was really cold. They didn't have the <laughs> they didn't have the heating right. <laughs> Weird place, Delhi. <laughs> so, um, so after you swam and you did a few weights, did, did, did what else did you do at the gym? So I did I did the sauna and I did the the ice bath okay. and uh, I'm very competitive with anything I do. So I got in the sauna. It's super hot and uh, just did a quick little intake of who else is in the sauna mm-hmm. and then i decided that i had to outlast everyone else in the sauna is that because you you're james magnus <laughs> i think it was I'm just a missile and i'm not i'm well, not the, letting anyone the thing was i knew i had to stay in there a while to get the benefits you know they talk about all the benefits of mm-hmm. heat shock proteins and i don't want to get too technical but supposedly it's good for recovery inflammation all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. I'm 50-50 on the complete benefits of it, but I thought, I'm, in, I'm here now. I want to get the benefits. How do I know how long I've been in here? And I just had this thing mentally, I've got to outlast everybody else in the sauna. So I don't know how long I ended up sitting in there, but there was one specific bloke sitting over in the corner. I could barely see him for Through steam. <laughs> yeah. But I, I was having like a mental a battle with him. <laughs> yeah. I was having a mental battle with this guy to stay in there longer. And when he when he left and walked out, I thought, okay, I don't want to make it too obvious that I was going mono e mono with him. So I did in my head, I did a 30-second countdown for after he left till I left. <laughs> you, you were five kilos lighter too. Yeah, right? oh yeah. man, dehydrated. I was stumbling out of there. But no, it was uh it was a good day. Um so I'm filling in for Vossi. So he should be in Vegas by now. We haven't seen. He is. He's he's there. He's there. He's definitely there. But I think he he was. Um, he does take you through exactly minute by minute what he's doing on the day, and I'm I'm pretty sure he's filming. Uh, like he walks off the plane and 
and begins filming. Um, I think it might be for the fan, um, but I'm sure we can interrupt him at some stage through our next yeah. three hours. Yeah.